You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org podcasts. Amelia Fruby here in the Chirp Studios uh, with Whitney from Matches. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Let's get started by talking a little bit about how you founded the solo project. So when did it start for you? Um, well, I had been doing solo music, just kind of writing songs and doing a little bit of recording for fun on a four track for a while. Um, but I guess it kind of started when I got a Farfisa organ and then I got really inspired to start recording that and layering it and multi-tracking it. Um, I've switched away from the Farfisa since then, and I use an ace tone organ now, but it's still kind of a combo organ-driven project. And so that was the inspiration, I guess. So all of your tr- songs have this beautiful, like, lush, multi-layered soundscape. So what starts to come first? How do you build that? There are kind of two different ways that I go about it. One is just, like, building it up from, you know, usually, like, drums and bass and then having some kind of chord structure and then adding layers on top of it. And then the other side is just, like, a song. So a song that I've written, and it has, like, a chord structure, and it's already an existing thing. And, yeah, there's usually some of both on things that I release, where some are, like, songs that I've written, and then some are just kind of, like, recording projects, I guess. Is there a song that comes to mind, maybe, that you could talk us through a little bit about how it came together? Yeah. Um, So the last track on the record that just came out, The Rafter, is called Awe, and that one was um, a ton of string layers, so I was just like recording a bunch of string stuff, and then it became this cycle, like cycle of fifths, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, like in terms of music theory, but it's like the cycle of chords, and then all of the string parts were really warbly and kind of like sliding in and out of pitch, and as I layered them, it just got really cool, I thought. It just sounded kind of slurpy, Um, so that was how. I ended up doing that one. So let's talk a little bit about The Raptor. When did you start recording songs for this album? It was in January of 2015. And it started with a new like percussion approach because before I had used drum machines, I have this, um, it's an ace tone rhythm ace um, drum machine that I use for almost everything. There's some other things I've used, but that's the primary one. Um, but this was using samples and looping them at different kind of spots and having a bunch of different samples together, like you know four or five different loops all of the same kind of like tempo but in different places within the measure or something Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's all machinery sounds so it's like recordings of machines working and then i took those into like tiny little samples and made beats out of them do you use a lot of field recordings then often where are some of your favorite places to go record um a lot of them are kind of personal or kind of like i don't know just only meaningful to me like a certain spot at the beach or something or like the woods by my parents house that kind of thing or just like driving down certain stretches of highway I have Mm -hmm. some of that stuff where it's it just ends up being it sounds like a hum or something but Mm -hmm. that's where it really comes from you mentioned it first like the machine sounds and then the beach do you find yourself drawn more to kind of natural sound soundscapes or you think more of like the industrial scenes or maybe both yeah I think I mean a thing that I've been just using and thinking about lately is just repetition and so anything that's like 
directly repetitive and like short kind of repetitive cycles I like. So a machine that's just doing the same thing over and over again gets to a point of kind of exhaustion as a listener and then it can cross over into a point of like something interesting. You start to hear new things. would you say maybe inspired the rafter i mean this one was just dark it was kind of like personally there was some dark stuff going on and the other stuff was yeah like my first two records were more dreamy and maybe more like i don't know psychedelic in a genuine sense where it's Mm -hmm. like you know seeing weird like images or like visions that pop up and this one was also kind of psychedelic and that it's like based on some hallucinatory visions but it was just from a dark place you know so yeah. sometimes it's a little more on the angry side or on the like sad side but um it's a really heavy record i think yeah to me i mean even though it's not like heavy rock or something you know <laughs> no definitely it's funny i mean this is something that i did like i said a, quite a while ago mm-hmm. and so at this point it feels like such a time and a place in my life and it came about pretty quickly like i was working a ton on it i mean like every night just kind of recording and writing and doing all that stuff for a pretty short period so it was just done it was like a snapshot Mm -hmm. of a time in my life and because that time's gone um it was like a haunted time of my life and so it's kind of hard to like go back to it almost and so I don't have a feeling of bliss at all with that record (laughs) when I listen back to it it's like whoa that was really that was a really heavy time and I'm glad I'm not there anymore so how does it feel to perform it live then that's kind of tricky. I just did a record release for it like in September, I believe, which is so long after it was actually recorded. Yeah. And getting ready and practicing for that show was really like digging back into just where I was in life at that time. And it was it was like opening up that dark place. So it is hard to like go back yeah. to it now. that stuff is just kind of like something mysterious and I feel like so much of our lives are like rationalized routinized very like enlightenment oriented like scientific right and everything seems kind of known or knowable and so anything that's not that feels like it's not quite knowable is what I like to do creatively because I do in the rest of my life a lot of stuff that's a lot more about like trying to know things right and so like (laughs) it's nice to do something that is just mysterious I mean when there's kind of no explanation for something that's where I like to let my mind stay where there's like wide open questions I guess 
So how does that relate then to, you know, the sorts of repetitive, methodical sounds that you like to use in your music? How do those come together? Yeah, sometimes there can be something that's like kind of mysterious that pops out. You listen to the same exact, if it's a sample or something, you listen to the same sample over and over again, and suddenly there's like a frequency that you didn't notice, or suddenly it feels like the rhythm changes, but you look and like technologically, it's not changing. Like the tempo is the same, but it feels like the beat kind of shifts a little bit when you're working Mm -hmm. with it long enough. The same with a like chord progression, if it's just like four chords and sequence over and over again, at some point you kind of like, you almost lose track of like which is which and some of the tones and pitches can start to like seem like they're doing they're affecting one another i don't know so through repetition i think cool things can happen You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.